Welcome to another episode of the True Patriot Outfitters podcast, folks. Thank you so much for joining us here today. We have got uh, a very special guest joining us on the phone that we're going to bring you in here. Before we get going too far, remember, if you're looking for ways that you can support the Mission Man, if you like what we're doing out there, if you don't like what we're doing, whichever, smash that subscribe button, man. We need your support there. It helps us uh, in a lot of other areas, helps us get the mission out there from the True Patriot Outfitters. Um, and then, of course, across all boards, make sure to share this with folks, share it with your friends, your family. Um, and don't forget, you can catch us on every major platform except iTunes because Apple charges money and we're not paying Apple a dime. So any rate, uh, you can hit us on uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music. We're all over the place. And of course, YouTube being our number one location that you can hit us out there. Guys, as you know, I fish a lot of series here, and our objective from day one uh, with the kayak side when we left the boat world and came into the kayak side was to, number one, see if we could hang and pack the gear with uh, with some of the best anglers out there, and number two, we wanted to fish in the series that had some of the best anglers out there and that was run well. Well, I'll tell you, um, we have found that with the All-American Kayak Series. We enjoy fishing some of the other series, but the All-American is very special just in the fact that it, it does so much for anglers out there um, in regards to where we go. It makes it easier for so many uh, anglers that are that are forgot about the flyover states, man. A lot of us, you know, most of the major series are held down south, they're out east, they're this or that. The All-American series uh, breaks that norm, man, and that's one of the things we loved. And, and on top of that, the community is phenomenal. None of this happens without direction and management. And that is our guest today joining us here on the phone. Please welcome Mr. Joshua Booth. Josh, thank you so much, man, for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me on and thanks for the support. I appreciate that. You bet, Brett, you bet. Now, uh, real quick, do you prefer Joshua or Josh? Whatever comes out of the time, I don't care. (laughs) I always tell... Called both. I always tell people, you call me out of those is better than some of the things I've been called out in the past. (laughs) No doubt. That's that's for sure. (laughs) Well, listen, man, I meant every word I said there. You know, I'm I'm kind of a newbie coming in. My experience was, you know, for 10, 11 years in the boat world competing around. Um, I fell in love with the Ozark area. The Ozark Lakes kicked my butt almost every time, but I absolutely love the people down there. Um, the communities, the support they give anglers, and the waters, of course, are just, I think, like nothing else you find. And so it seemed kind of natural to me to see that, you know, this is kind of the home base, so to speak, of, you know, headquarter operations is out of there. But, dude, the All-American, what? how did you guys get to the idea of we're going to go national with this and we're going to take care of, you know, those guys out there like us that, you know, out on the West Coast-ish, uh, you know, uh, you, you guys set it up. I mean, we're going from Texas to, to Michigan to, you know, Missouri to Iowa, all like we call the flyover states. What what led to the creation of that? Well, it's kind of like what you mentioned earlier. Uh, the other big trails, they just kind of stopped coming around. They, they stay out in the southeast. They go down south. And uh, 
I myself traveled and fished a lot of the, you know, the KBF tournaments back in the day. And, and I started in with Bassmaster when they first came out too. And, you know, it just got to where the travel was getting really extreme. Uh, I don't like to drive more than, you know, six or eight hours to get to a, an event, you know, a 12, 13, 14 hour drive. I, I, I just turns me off. I don't want to go just because of the long drive. So that's just me personally, but we figured there's a lot of great water here in the Midwest, you know, like you mentioned in Missouri, Arkansas, uh, Nebraska. Well, I don't know if we'll give Nebraska that much credit, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, there's a lot of great water that, that are just not being uh, fished on by these major trails. And so we have, you know, we started out with the classic and uh, you know, as being local club tournament directors ourselves, we knew a lot of the other tournament directors. So we kind of already had our foot in the door to get, you know, at least a, a decent amount of people involved that wanted to do it. So right. we came up with a plan to try to split it up to where nobody had to drive more than four or five hours. Wow. And, and then uh, give everybody a chance to hit the minimum for angler of the year race and still not have to go too far. But if they want to travel farther than that, the option was there, but we really tried to just get it to where everybody was within four or five hours. And, right. and we wanted to put everybody on some good lakes too, because we wanted to show off some of these waters that, you know, some people may have never heard of before. So right. that was, that was our original intention. We, <clears throat> we just wanted to get something going to where guys here in the Midwest didn't have to drive too far. And uh, the great lakes that we have to fish in this area don't get overlooked. That's phenomenal. You know, and when I've had Jordan on a couple times and, and Josh deal and, and several others, we've had Jody queen on here. And one of the things that everybody agrees with around the board is we have a unique opportunity as kayak anglers to expose bodies of water that, like you said, some people may not know about. We can show you just how good these waters are because of the access and the, the abilities of a kayak, you know, the advantages we have over other vessels and like you said, man, I mean, there's, there is phenomenal waters that hold quality, quality fish, you know, running around out there. And it's, it's something I've loved that diversity in schedule was one of the major, major things. You know, it's kind of a double-edged sword for me. I, I talk all the time about how I'm behind the eight ball when I go into these, you know, back backyards of a lot of you guys out there and I fish waters for the first time against guys that have lived around them. But I got to be honest with you, I love it. I love breaking down a new lake, man. I love going to new places mm -hmm. and, and seeing new things like that. And that's that's one of the deals that you guys absolutely do. Um, the heart of of this, we where you were talking about there, running the local stuff, is Moyak, right? Missouri Kayak? Yeah, Moyak is the series that I run here in Missouri. Yeah. And yeah. it's a pretty good pretty good one. We got a good group of guys. Uh, we're lucky, too. Like, just here in Missouri alone, we've got so many nice bass lakes to fish from so we can yeah, you do. we don't even have to go to the same water twice and have a full season here in missouri that is that is phenomenal i've i've been trying to convince my wife man for a lot of years that we need to pick up a condo you know and then she reminds me i just need to you know start earning a living and then we can do that because <laughs> because yeah. yeah i've uh i've stayed you know in fish lake of the ozarks table rock truman you know those places down there but i've been desperately wanting to get to stockton i know that's supposed to be a phenomenal lake to, to fish yeah. down there stockton's a lot of fun because it's all public land uh you can hunt on the shorelines you can walk around it's all it's like a public lake you you're not going to see any docks hardly at all except a couple wow. marinas but yeah it's it's pretty secluded and, and really quiet and peaceful lake to fish well you know one of the things about the missouri area that i love the most is Coming from the two areas that I, when I first got introduced to the Ozarks, I was coming out of Minnesota. I lived up there for about 10 years. And now living in Colorado, it's, it's a somewhat of a similar uh, vein. And that is 
anglers that travel or compete or whatever maybe don't always get the warmest welcome on those lakes okay especially fish in certain docks mm. or whatever yeah and it's one of those you know proverbial oh looks like we we lost him here folks hang on a sec we'll try to get him back um hang tight with us here folks we just got to get his microphone reconnected again Josh, if you can hear us, um, it says it lost your microphone. Hang with us real quick, folks. We're going to take a little break here, and we will be right back. All right, there you are. Can we, we do we there got we you go. back now, Josh? Yeah, I don't know what happened. I'm here. Yeah, I hear don't you. Worry. Technology, man. You know, <laughs> that's why one of the reasons why it's happy and good thing that I record these things, you know, we're not exactly live most of the time, but no worries, man. Okay. So, yeah. So let's, uh, let's, let's go for where I was going with that was, <clears> is that, you know, <throat> coming from some of these areas, you know, anglers can be looked at. It's kind of hit and miss sometimes, you know, especially like dock fishing in, in some of these residential lakes or whatever. <laughs> You know, I would say most of the time folks are totally good with it, but you get your, you know, you get your Karens here and there that really, you know, uh, don't really, they think they, you know, own the water or whatever the case may be. But in, in other areas, just the community, you know, as far as how they embrace you. The one thing I loved about Missouri in that area is that angling is a part of life down there, man. And yeah. you are welcomed everywhere you go. I mean, anglers are sought, you know, and they're taken care of. I mean, that, that down i mean you guys like i said very very jealous of that area down there yeah that that's you got a good point there a lot of us i mean we grew up on the water and you know there there's not only all these great bass fishing lakes around here but there's even more of these ozark streams they're just full of smallmouth and largemouth and spotted bass and you i mean I, when i was a kid i'd ride my bike out to the creek and go wading and catch bass you know during the afternoons and then go back home at night i mean it was just a a lot of people around here just kind of grew up on the water. So it's, I guess we That's are awesome. pretty lucky. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, and, and I'll tell you, I, I, it's always start on my calendar every year when we get a chance to get down there. I love, and then of course there's Everhart's dude, that's a destination. It, you know, folks, you get into anywhere around Truman Lake down there or anywhere in Missouri, you need to go to Everhart's outdoors, go stop by, check this place out. Awesome folks. Great gear. Um, yeah. It's a, uh, it's an experience for sure. Yeah, it's it's an incredible store. They've got everything you could possibly want, and and the best of everything. So, yep, you can go in there and drop a lot of money real quick and still be happy. <laughs> so, truth be told, I was just at a meeting this morning here. I was talking to the Combat Veterans Motorcycle Association Chapter Three Six uh, out of the Front Range here, and one of the things I told them, you know, is that one of the services my nonprofit, what we do is kayak fishing. We take vets, first responders out kayak fishing at no cost. And uh, one of the guys, you know, there was a little bit of some, some questions here and there. And my response was, you know, my objective, man, is to get you guys as hooked as bad so you can spend as much money on this stuff as we do. I mean, that's the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> easy to do. Easy to yeah, do. Yeah, very easy. 
Dude, so from the past also, I mean, I've been doing my snooping on you and, and you know, looking around. I always, before we, you know, really tie our names to something, we, we do uh, a lot of research. And not for nothing, tournament directing is, is just the latest chapter. Running an entire national series is just the latest chapter. You had yourself one hell of an angling career out of the kayak, dude. Talk, talk to us about that. When did you get into kayak fishing? Uh, I first heard about it back in 2015 <clears throat> that's awesome and um i was a little nervous at first you know i did <laughs> i had a, a little 10 foot sit in old town kayak you know i didn't have hardly any gear because i was just a river rat right you know I, I was just floating the rivers with it and so i uh worked up the nerve to fish my first tournament in 2016 on table rock and wow. uh, and i was still in that little 10 foot sit in kayak i had one rod and a couple tackle boxes and i just went out there and fished and i i caught a like a 21 and a half inch bass and won the big bass pot and wow i just got addicted to the sport <laughs> i mean from then from then on that was just my life i was you know I, i'm on i'm disabled and, and basically retired i kind of work from home and do little side jobs and stuff but uh i had plenty of time so i just threw myself in 100 because you know I, I didn't serve in combat, but I, you know, I was in the Marine Corps and there is a sense of peace that you get when you're out on the water, um, whether you're catching fish or not. And that was something that appealed to me right off the bat too. being alone, being in that, uh, mode of you against nature, against the fish. And, uh, it just, it took all my stress away from life and it just put me in a new place and I just loved it. And so I just went in hardcore. I fished every single tournament I could get my hands on. I was on the water four or five times a week. You know, I was just luckily my wife supported me a hundred percent and uh, I just dove head head on into the sport and started fishing as much as I could. Dude. So, and folks watching or listening right now, I want you to understand something. I mean, you know, anybody who's watching us knows the true Patriot out there. You know, my mission serve those that, uh, that serve or have served. And honestly, this is the first time I always suspected it because of just the way he handles himself. But Josh, I, I never was a hundred percent confirmed that you were a veteran, but I had that suspicion and to find out you're a Marine. Holy. So, uh, you know, the Romans warrior foundation is at the heart of, of, you know, our work. I mean, they are the reason the true Patriot outfitters exist and where we're at and we, we work with them. Brian Romans is, is absolutely, he is a, a Marine as well. And uh, so it's, you know, the Marine Corps is already, is, has always holds a special, you know, obviously place in my heart towards all of our work because I do get a chance to meet many of you guys around the nation out there. So first and foremost, thank you, Josh, for your service um, and doing what you did to allow goofballs like me to do what I do right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate you supporting the veterans out there because they, they deserve it. Yes, sir. I, uh, I I quote that a lot, that when they ask, you know, how much does that cost? My response is, you already paid for this a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And so don't you ever worry about that. That's, you know, I'll, I'll take care of dealing with, with folks on the other side to help us, you know, take care of that side. So, well, awesome stuff, man. So this is, uh, I, I see, I knew I liked you, dude, already. I mean, there's <laughs> a, I already had many reasons, and now, absolutely. So we're, we're, we're here to serve and do what we can do. Um, so yeah, so well, now I saw some pictures out there about you on the fishing side of things, man. That uh, you were on a couple, um, let me see, a couple teams that I saw you go and represent at the national level. Uh, was that Hobie's team, or was that a? No, what, that what was uh, 
uh, Kayak Jack Outfitters was the first one at the yes. national championship, and we won it that year. That's right. That's right. $10,000 on the big stage. That was pretty cool. Um, we went up against some pretty stacked teams, and we were just basically some guys from the Midwest, and uh, we went out there and showed them what was what. It was pretty cool. And the next year, we did it again, and I'm actually the one that dropped the ball on year two. We ended up coming in second, but uh, if I would have had a little better day, we would have probably won it again back-to-back. So that was pretty fun. That's awesome. And Kayak Jacks, for those of you who don't know, Marty Hughes, dude, is an absolute staple and pillar of the kayak community. Uh, we love Marty to death, um, all he does for our sport. And so, yeah, that's super cool, man. And I love the fact, like you said, show them what's what. I, I tell people all the time, trust me, man, I'm, I fish against some of the most dangerous hooks, you know, in the country out there. You just haven't heard their name yet, but trust me, you're going to. Sooner or later, you're going to yeah. hear their names because the All-American, man, that's, this is a stacked field of anglers out there. Yeah, there's a lot of really good anglers that probably don't, aren't really known in the east coast or you know in the southeast because of just where we're at but right. they're they're going to start to remember their names i mean lance burris um what was it last year i think he got on the big stage at the Bassmaster classic yep so yep. i mean and then of course we can't leave out i mean uh, i just interviewed him we'll be airing his interview here in the next couple of weeks chad davison i mean what yeah. can you say about this dude this guy goes out and smacks you know, angler of the year on a national and a local. And for those of you unaware, the Moyak series is the heart of what built, you know, the all American. And like, we've just been discussing y'all grow up on fishing around there. And so to win uh, an AOI in the Moyak series, dude, yeah. that's, that's something to put in your trophy closet for sure. It is and, too. It's probably one of the best, probably the biggest things that I ever won myself was when I won AOI and Moyak. And I still think that's, more important than any other award I've won. Dude, it's, I mean, James Watson said this. When I was back in the boat world, James, had, at the time when he was talking about this, he had never even, he had never won at the BFL level. Um, he had won at the, on the biggest stage. He had, you know, won on the FLW side, at, you know, on, on some of the biggest stages out there. But all that time, he had never won BFL. And he even said, he goes, those are harder. Shoot, you're going against, you know, a field of a bunch of locals that know this water inside and out, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he, he flat out said, and so when he finally did pick off that win, I think it was at Table Rock maybe that he won, or maybe it was Lake of the Ozarks. I can't remember which BFL he won. But, um, yeah, he said he goes that way. You could see that was a grin from ear to ear on a guy that's, you know, done quite a bit in our sport. He was super proud of that to win at that local level. We've got pretty big numbers in Moyak too. Not only is there quality of anglers, but we're averaging almost a hundred guys a tournament every year, every tournament. So that's a, a big field plus a lot of good anglers. So that's wow. <clears throat> those numbers are right up there with some of the national trails. Um, so I'm a, a former computer nerd. I spent 23 years in the IT industry. Um, so Excel spreadsheets are my buddy, and I decided to actually do now mind you the information i gathered couldn't be as scientific as, as i wanted it just because trying to find results online is kind of a trick um but if you guys are averaging a hundred then that's more than any other national series except hobie uh, yeah, i'm pretty sure yeah. 90 94 was the exact number that we averaged last year and our biggest turnout was 157 I think Bass's number last year uh, on attendance was somewhere in the, I want to say, 80s. 
range, somewhere in that ballpark. And again, my numbers weren't 100% scientific because the data sources were a little tricky trying to get it off of their websites and such. But um, KBF, oh yeah, KBF was like, uh, um, their events was averaging like uh, mid 60s, high 60s. Uh, all American. We were, we were almost 40. We were down in the, down in that area. Um, and it's, it's like Jordan talks about it. it's beginning of the year. Everybody were super high mm-hmm. and end of the year, you know, it always tails off quite a bit. Yeah. That happens every year. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, man, Moyak putting those numbers up like that, that is, I have tried several years. I keep trying to put that on my schedule or, you know, it's a 12, 13 hour run for me, but like I said, I love it there so much. Um, I feel like I know some of these areas pretty well about where to, good places to stay and whatnot. And, uh, so yeah, we keep trying to say every year, I keep thinking, you know, we're going to get more, get some Moyak events in there, but this year it's all American and Bass. Those are the two major ones. And then of course I got to support our local stuff here, you know, to yep. keep that going as much as I can. And so we're, uh, we're going to stick with that, but who knows, we might sneak a Moyak one in there. And if there's any <laughs> walkover, we'll, we'll definitely get in there and let you guys beat on us. You know, I don't mind being a donor for those local guys there. (laughs) (laughs) So this coming 2023 schedule, um, I got to say, from the moment you release the schedule, Josh, the amount of response looking on social media that we get that you have been receiving from this has just been phenomenal. You guys have not only picked phenomenal bodies of water to go to, but the timing on when we're going there is so prime so that the fishing is, you know, we're going to have a chance to really get on some fish here and have some good slug outs here. We're starting the season off at Lake of the Pines, Texas. Now, is this an event? Have you been, has the All-American been to Lake of the Pines before? Nope. This will be the first time ever. I've never even been there myself. Um, Nice. Just kind of. Uh, I was actually, the, the story behind this was I was working a, a, a boat show uh, for Everhearts, actually, and uh, one of the guides had a booth next to us, and we were just overheard in conversations that he was having about how he had taken some trips down to this lake in Texas called Lake of the Pines, and just how big the bass were and how little it's known, and and then we kind of like, excuse me, can I ask you a few questions about that lake? <laughs> so uh, we picked his brain and then I did some online research and I just decided, okay, you know, I mean, we love going to Lake Fork. We like going down there to Texas in the spring, but let's go somewhere new, you know, somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's wanting to go to Possum Kingdom and OHIV and, you know, so let's, this, this lake could produce just like those lakes. And so pretty excited about that. I've heard it <clears throat> described as, this could be one of the pre- most premier lakes in Texas that nobody's heard of unless you're from Texas. People in Texas know about it, right. but the rest of the country hasn't heard about it yet. Um, and so, yeah, before it starts getting, you know, used up out there, this, <laughs> this could be awesome. From my, the map study that I'm seeing on this place, man, this thing just sets up so beautiful for many different types of uh, ways that you want to fish it. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it looks like it's got just about everything to offer there for the kayak game that we should be able to really exploit this and hopefully being the first one in March here, a lot of us getting cabin fever. Hopefully we 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 you know put up a field of 80, 90, 100 guys up there. That could be awesome. Yeah, we all are partnering with the local Texas club down there too. So the Texas guys will be with us. Oh, that's phenomenal. Yeah, I guess yeah. I didn't I didn't even know about that. Uh-huh. That's awesome. What uh, what is the name of that that club? Do you remember? Uh, Oh, 
I can't remember the acronym right off the top of my head. Okay. Yeah, no worries. We'll uh, we'll look into it. I'll throw it in some descriptions there. Not in, uh, I don't have my info in front of me. Yeah, no worries. And so after that, after we get done with Lake of the Pines, um, about two weeks later, we're going to be in Lake Conway, Arkansas. Yeah. That, that one looks awesome <laughs> as well. Yeah, I've actually, I've been on Conway before, and uh, that is... It's it's like you're in a cypress swamp. I mean, there's there's trees everywhere. There's top water low options. There's it's a really unique place where you would think you're down in Louisiana, not in Arkansas. So I'm going to share something with you because I do this and I'm kind of a goofball. I just turned 50, so I always, I always watch these other things. I came across an article because I do in-depth study into these lakes. Came across an article that had a video tied to it. It was a local news broadcast where a wildlife specialist found himself a gator in that water. <laughs> yeah, there's one. There's a resident gator down there, but he ain't going to mess with you. I hope it's just one. <laughs> <laughs> they say it's just one, but how can there be just one? I don't believe that. I think there, there's got to be more than one. He's got to at least have a buddy or something. Now, see, you can poke fun at me at this, Josh, but you know the next thing I Googled was the mating season of gators. I was like, when do I have to worry that they're going to be really angry and territorial? Because <laughs> that's when they get dangerous. Is you know, yeah. it's like the rut, you know, for deer or whatever. It's like, no, you don't be around a buck when uh, when the rut season is on there, unless you you know have him yep. staring at the working end of a thirty out six or whatever. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <clears throat> so yeah, that should be interesting, man. Yeah, and I'm hoping I don't get a chance to meet um, Albert the alligator down there. Um, we're also uh, coordinating that with the uh, Arkansas Club too for the Ben Spangler Memorial Tournament too. We're gonna uh, there'll be a ten ten percent of the entry fees are gonna be donated to the family. So, uh, oh, that uh, is so awesome. Ben was a friend of mine that I fished with and stayed with on a few tournaments, and uh, he still missed today in the kayak community. So we're gonna pay a little tribute to Ben while we're down there as well. That's phenomenal. That is phenomenal. Keep me in the loop on that. I'll do everything we can from our side here, man, to promote the heck out of that too. So that uh, folks know when we're going there, if there's any support they can offer, you know, in addition, I know a lot of our viewers are, are all about that piece. They're supporting where we can. So thank you. Um, you bet. And then we are on to the classic brother. We got Truman Lake, the, yep, big, the big dog, the big dance. Yep. So here's some truth for you. Last year was my first year ever in a kayak. I have fished out of one brand of kayak my entire life because <laughs> it's the only one that, that we got a hold of. We got in it. I fell in love with them. I'm, I'm a new canoe guy through and through. Um, the first time I had ever fished competitively in a tournament was last year at the Truman Open. <laughs> that was the first and day one if you remember the skies opened up oh yeah. my god did it rain it was brutal i was way down the osage i was uh because you know we were allowed to go down to mile marker 65 yeah i was probably somewhere around mile marker i i can't fully remember maybe halfway down there you know so 30 or, or i'm sorry uh uh, maybe 80 or something like that. Cause it goes backwards, you know, running back down, <clears throat> but, and I was in this little, little, uh, Creek arm back in here and there were some docks in there. And I literally to get my bearings about me to understand what I was dealing with here. Cause I mean, here I am just getting completely drenched in this thing. 
I pulled underneath one of those little, little, uh, uh, you know, little docks with the overhang there and kind of hung out when the lightning was banging around. That's about the only time I, I, you know, start to skedaddle and get out is when the lightning gets serious. But yeah, man, that was the first ever run, but I got to tell you, man, uh, didn't have the greatest day down there on day one at all. Um, kind of drove the struggle bus. I was more trying to f- learn my way around a kayak more than, than fishing. But I got to tell you, man, fell in love with it for, right from the get-go. I, th- I knew at that point, I may never bring my boat out of the garage again. <laughs> I think I'm good. I think I'm good right here. And a lot of that had to do with the way you guys ran that thing, man. The, the, the communication to the anglers, the, the uh, you know, constant updates that take place from you guys, that communication. You know, it's not many places are, are run that clean obviously your background helps with a ton of that. I mean, was that from the get go with the all American was to make sure that, that the angler was, you know, the first consideration throughout. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why we really don't have any big sponsors either. And that's how we get to go to these lakes at the right time, because I'm not tied down to restrictions from cities. I'm not tied to restrictions from sponsors. I get to do whatever I want really. And whatever I think is best for the angler. So that's how we're able to get this set up. And, Coming at being a former angler myself, you know, I know what it's like to be in the tournament. And, you know, if you if you understand the rules completely and your your communication is clear, then you you, you shut the door for uh, drama or problems. And if everybody's if everybody's on the same page and everybody knows what's going on, then uh, everything runs smoother and everybody's happier and has a better time. And you don't have to worry about any problems coming up is kind of my theory. And it's, it's 100% true, man. I mean, we, we all know, and I remember when I was first uh, deciding what to do, I, I hit you a couple times on Facebook, just through messenger asking about a couple of the rules, a couple things, this and that. And dude, you were Johnny on the spot, getting back to me, get me the info I needed. Um, that's huge. I mean, that's, that's massive. That's what brings new people in. That's what keeps people staying around. I mean, that's, it's one of the, the, the other areas there that the, what makes the series so freaking awesome so the classic that was like you said that was the start of really what kind of sprung off the the whole series here truman lake uh holding that bad boy um why is it is it because of its proximity to everhart's is that why truman is always kind of the chosen place for the classic yeah basically uh it's everhart's you know they're the primary sponsor this is their tournament i I just kind of run it for them but uh also truman is very centrally located you know from everybody that's up north and down south it's about the right. same drive to get there so it, it kind of kind of a win-win situation well it's a huge enough body of water that it can support it it could support a three four hundred you know person field if it really wanted to uh, oh yeah it's a big lake that's for yeah. sure and there's and there's so many ways you can you know catch fish on that body of water too that's that's the other piece yeah it's got a lot of uh, variety i mean you can fish bluffs you can fish mud flats you can fish rivers you know, there's, there's pretty much everything if you want to go find it. I got to be honest, man. When I had a, a bass boat, I fished one event on Truman and vowed, I don't think I want to go back here ever again with my boat. Now yeah. with a now with a kayak, I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to get Truman, dude. <laughs> it's totally good because I'm not yeah. worried about ripping a $4,000 lower end unit off anymore. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to mention the trees, too. There's a few trees out there. Yeah, there is. Yeah, I uh, I remember one area during practice um, for a BFL event that was going to be held there. I idled for three miles up a, a creek arm 
because there were deadheads everywhere. And I was, mm-hmm. I was like, nope, not in practice, dude. I'm not ripping the lower end of this Merc <laughs> off. So I, I, I had to idle all the way up till I got a good, clean running path. Then I could get up on pad for the way back. You know, it was a little bit cleaner. But, yeah, in a kayak, dude, shoot, I love that. Stump fields all day mm-hmm. long. So then we go north after that. We're going to Okaboji. Kind of another, kind of a, I don't want to say hidden gem, because folks around the area, Iowa and that sort of, they know about Okaboji, but maybe around the country doesn't know about the size of smallies and, and green fish that live in that water. Yeah, and the amount of fish. Uh, when we first had our first event there, that was, the the anglers that fished it, they just fell in love with that place. That was probably the best lake on our schedule. Guys, I mean, I don't know how many limits were caught, but I think just about everybody in the tournament caught a limit of fish. And there's so many people in the 90s, and it's just you can fish a lot of different methods there. It's just a, that's it's probably going to remain on our schedule every year. It's that good of a place at that time of the year. Man, when it's when it's fishing that good, why not? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, and that's it's got a west and an east. I saw. And uh, for this event, is, are both of those in play? The whole, the whole, anything connected by the water? Yeah, I believe so. Tyler Cole's a tournament director on that one up there. Gotcha. I had a chance to to meet uh, Tyler and actually stayed in an Airbnb with him up there. He is a super cool dude as well uh, as yeah. your your partner, uh, the the other tournament director. Yes, sir. He's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, talked to me all about his Jeep problems he was having. That was that poor guy, the things he went through with that Jeep. Good night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that Jeep is history now. That's, that's what I heard. <laughs> he sent it packing. Yeah. So we leave the Midwest and here is the farthest East uh, that the, the uh, trail travels. I won't be able to join this one. It just didn't work out for the schedule piece. And it's like in a different uh, continent for me uh, to make it this far. <laughs> yeah. It's Lake it St. Clair. Yeah. Lake St. Clair, Michigan. I mean, honestly, when I told a few of my, my buddies from the boat world about this, they lifted their eyebrows. They're like, you guys are going to get on St. Clair in a kayak? Because all they think about is the offshore, you know, boulder hunting, you know, looking for those uh, those smally wolf packs running around out there in like five footers, you know, all yeah. day long. But it's there's a lot more to St. Clair than that, isn't there? Yeah, there is. And that's uh, that's just another bucket list destination. I mean, that that right around that time period it's first of june that's when they go nuts there so i mean yeah anybody that knows about st Clair, they want to be on that lake at that time of the year it's going to be really good so i mean hopefully the wind's not too bad because yeah you know it could get nasty in a kayak if you're getting offshore a little bit but yeah uh that's just another one of them bucket list destinations that everyone really wants to see on the schedule well and this is another you know advantage of kayak scheduling is that to compete for AOI, you don't have to hit every event at, right. the, at our level of fishing, you know, to do there's it's, you get to, che- you know, you fish what you can fish. And then I, for us, it's the best four, correct? Yeah, it's best four. And we try to split it up to where there's like four Northern tournaments and four Southern tournaments. So everybody kind of has about the same drive to meet the minimum. Now for AOI, it's your best four plus the championship. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Yep. Okay. So it's a total of five total tournaments at the end of the year will determine your points. That's right. Okay. The the championship will be worth just regular points. It won't be anything extra, but it will be, it will count. That's awesome. That's awesome. So 
not too far. Uh, uh, actually, this one even might even be further north. The next stop is the uh, Manakawa, Lake Manakawa, the Manakawa chain up there in Wisconsin, which is a, a, one of our roadrunner starts that we get a chance to do. Is that is that right? Yep, that's going to be a big roadrunner. There's going to be a whole lot of water in play there. We're trying to get everybody to spread out as much as possible and explore. That is another destination that I have not personally been to, but yep. from my research and from what I've told, uh, I think everyone's going to fall in love with it, and it could be the, one of the best events on the schedule this year. You know, a couple people out there that that want to fish our series, but their other schedules get in the way, talk very highly about that. One of them that I've, I've witnessed on social media, Christine Fisher, she absolutely loves that area up there. Um, I know she and G get a chance to fish that quite a bit. Um, you know, and, yeah, and yeah, they've got some monsters up there too. They have, they have. So it's, I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely known for sure. But yeah, like you said, bucket list item. Yeah. I That's hate it. that there's so many conflicts with the Hobie and especially Hobie. But, uh, you know, I guess I want to throw out there the, the reason there, that usually happens a lot. I mean, I do work with, you know, I've talked to Steve and Bassmaster and Hobie before we announce our schedules to make sure there's nothing really crazy. But I've got to deconflict with Moyak too. I can't run Moyak and the All American at the same time. So right. I've got to have the schedule for Moyak and then I got to have the schedule for the All American. And then, you know, there's only so many weekends in a month. And so that's why sometimes it conflicts with Hobie. I've, I've been asked, you know, how come you can't just make it on a different day so that people can fish Hobie and, you know, the All American? But that's because it's because I got to factor in Moyak, which is just as big as all of them. So I got to yep. just want to throw that out there. I, I hate that there is conflicts because I wish. You know, it seems like there's so many tournaments these days that people kind of almost have to choose a series. You know, back in right. the day, you could fish them all, but now there's so many that you really can't. Well, it, but I it, get it. You know, and that's, you know, two points to that. Number one, you know, the it's only the uneducated mind online that thinks that you guys that run these things don't care about, you know, that other stuff. Okay, because that's just it couldn't be further from the truth. Of course, yeah. you guys care. But yes, there is a lot that goes into this that we are not privy to that we don't understand 100%. And so that's where what I always tell people is, you know, you hear me say about I trust this series, and I appreciate the way it's run. It's because I do trust them. And I know they've got my best interest in mind as an angler. So you either have that or you don't. If you're never going to have that, then, you know, that's on you, in my opinion, uh, type thing. That's on the that's on those guys out there. We trust that you're doing what you what you can do. The, the second piece, I was actually able to rearrange our schedule. Now I've, I've done it again. I, I'm going to stop putting out fancy pictures with my schedule because it keeps changing every time I turn around. <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah, the uh, we were able. I'm going to be able to compete AOI for AOI with All American and the Bass Series. Um, your, the schedules don't conflict that much, uh, really. There's, there's a yeah. lot of work there between Bass and the All-American, and I thought that was phenomenal. Yeah, I was really appreciative of Steve for doing that. I mean, I, we talked a few times. I don't know exactly how much went into it, but you know, I, when I saw the schedule come out, I was pretty happy about that because we do have guys that want to fish Bassmaster as well. I mean, yep. it's, a, it's a great series with a great schedule as well. You know, and that's – how excited are you, man? I mean, you're, you know more the insides of this. Having Steve-O back on board and now at the helm of bass, I mean, that's, everybody I'm talking to, I mean, that just spells good things, I think, for our sport. Don't you? Uh, what do you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're definitely going to pop up there with Hobie as the top two in the country for sure, and they're going to get a lot of uh, – I like to see the direction that Bassmaster's going towards promoting these anglers on, you know, on – 
television and in their magazines and, and social media. So that's going to really help the sport grow a lot. So the other day I got a compliment on one of the photos that I have in one of our flyers that we put together. I got a picture of me and my, my unlimited, um, you know, talking about the fishing trips we do. And the guy, one guy asked me, who's your photographer, man. That's a phenomenal picture. I'm like, you can thank Bassmaster. They got a media boat that runs around. And that was, that was the shot for me at Pickwick, man. And they, they give you the photos, you know, they dump them and you go grab them. And yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I wish, I wish I could do something like that with the all American. That would be so cool to be able to help promote anglers in a better way like that. We're just not quite there yet, but maybe someday. I was going to say, it's time. You know what I mean? It's it's time. And, and as more and more folks hear about it, uh, I know it's, you know, I, I trust that it'll it'll happen when it's feasible to, to happen. And so, yeah, not a not a big deal. So once we leave Wisconsin, dude, we're not heading too far south. We're heading down into Iowa here. Clinton, right on the border, Iowa, Illinois, it looks like. Uh, Mississippi River pools 13 and 14. Yeah, we, we love fishing the big river. Um, Lacrosse is one of our favorites, you know, everybody's favorites. If you haven't been there, then you're missing out. Um, yes, sir. I, I plan on taking a trip up there just for the fun of it this year. It's but nice. uh, um, yeah, but we decided to get off that a little bit. You know, we're always on pools eight, nine, and ten. And um, we thought about going a little bit farther north. Uh, there's some good fishing up there, but then we just, you know, we've already got Manaqua that's up there pretty good. So we went down a little bit and we decided to go to. Uh, pools 13 and 14 which offer a, a new kind of a new challenge but it's kind of still similar to what it fishes up at lacrosse it's i was gonna say it's, it's still the river yeah it's just a little bit more downstream yep you know and that's uh that that's exciting um i'm actually going to be at lacrosse for bass bass is visiting that this year so and I yeah that's what i'm i'm going up there for that i just i don't know if i'm gonna fun fish or if i'm gonna enter the tournament i haven't made up my mind yet but i've already got my airbnb booked and i'm ready to go up there in july awesome Good stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be, fishing. we've got a big uh, Healing Hearts and Minds event with Romans Warrior Foundation going on in Marion, Illinois, the week of the the weekend, right before, you know, the, the 4th of July, since it hits in the middle of the week. So I'm literally, my wife and I are going to be at that. I'm going to drive to St. Louis, put her on an airplane back to Denver, and then I'm driving north to, to La Crosse there <laughs> to, to get up the, to, to do that one. So yeah, it's, uh, it should be, I, I love La Crosse, that area. This last year when we were there for our big open, our big qualifier there, um, I have never, and I fished that a lot from a boat. Um, this is the first time fishing it from a kayak. I was down in pool nine. I have never been to lacrosse and caught as many fish as I caught that trip, but not a one of them could get above like 17 and a quarter, man. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding you, Joshua. I hit more fish than I can, than I can count on all three days. You know, I didn't make the cut for day three, but I stayed in it for a big bass, you know, hope, you know, since we were offering that, uh, for big bass options. And I just wailed on 16 and a half, 17 inch fish all freaking day. <laughs> I just, where are fun, the though. big ones? Oh, it was, it was amazing. Uh, great campground, you know, uh, those guys, Jeremiah, they do an awesome job up there um so yeah yeah that's one of, i've i've had a lot of success up there in fact most of the most of the good tournaments i've had have been up there like that open tournament that kbf open i think i got fifth place and then i won the kbf pro tour there and then i top 10 in the kbf championship up there but nice. uh yeah it's like what you said you can you can get in there and start catching them 17s and 18s but when if you can get one you can get a 19 or 20 kicker then you're going to be cashing a check probably but 
even though it's it's, it's still fun those those 18 inch fish are fat tanks man they're oh. fo footballs well you know and, and you put me on a river and i'm very much at home you know it's mm -hmm. uh, my best success last year was at that lewis and clark event um absolutely loved you know that type of fish and it was fishing tough then it came came you know to us a little better and um and so i always you know you get me on a river and now that length is the deal you know not to spill the beans here but for some of you guys new to this stuff smallies get really long before they get fat mm -hmm. and so i started going you know just 100 percent targeting smallmouth fish the whole time and uh that's what i was trying to do there in uh in lacrosse and that is tough in lacrosse if you just target smallies because yeah, they can is. be really fickle around that area mm -hmm. <laughs> But so here comes one that I got to tell you, man, not only amongst those of us in the All-American, but my local scene here, I've got a ton of the local anglers here that fish the, the Bass uh, Nation series that are talking about mined lands. Mm. This one is like people are stoked. We we literally I'm not I'm going to tell you this. Our Bass Nation director rescheduled one of our events to open it up so our guys could go to mine lands and then the following <laughs> weekend we're going to fish our our bass you know nation local event that's over in kansas over there as well just kind of towards colorado but yeah that, that's how much that they're looking forward man to, to jumping in this one mine lands have awesome. we been there before no no one's been there before really this is a it was kind of a gamble on my part but um this is in my backyard. This area is like 30 minutes from my house. I've fished it a, a lot. I, I know it really well, and I know it's full of big bass. And it's basically like pond fishing. If you like to fish in a pond, here's a thousand ponds for you to go <laughs> choose from. And uh, some of them are pretty, I mean, they're deep. A lot of them are 40 to 60 foot deep. And some of them are shallow, but there's some pretty deep ones out there. So it's not like you're fishing in a little pond. And some of them are pretty good size, too. You could probably sit in one all day if you're in a big one, but. I like to hop around, but yeah, the, uh, there's a ton of uh, vegetation, uh, underwater grass, uh, slop. If you like throwing a frog or a chatterbait, uh, it's, and like I said, it's, it's going to be fun. A lot of them have boat ramps, but it's also all public land. So if anybody's uh, primitive style fishing or wants a primitive camp, you can camp right on the shore of the pits. Uh, you, wow. can, you can park on the side of the road and go walk off in the woods and set you up a tent if you want to. The whole area is public. It's not restricted to any campgrounds or anything. So uh, you can do pretty much whatever you want there. But there's no electricity. If you got batteries to charge, you might have an issue. And sales service is a little spotty, but it's going to be pretty awesome. I think everyone's really going to like it. And it, it's one of them new things that I think I'll get people talking well, you know, and, and I've, I was looking at a lot of the Kansas um, circuits because, you know, we were trying before I realized that bass was only three events for AOI. I thought they were four events. Um, I didn't really have, I only had lacrosse on my schedule for them. So I was looking to fill in our schedule with a bunch of Kansas events and mine land kept coming up in conversation with a lot of the, you know, locals. So again, it's one of those people in Kansas know about it, you mm -hmm. know, type thing, but not a lot of everybody else. So a couple things here. You live 30 minutes from this. What is your favorite whiskey? <laughs> My favorite whiskey. <laughs> well, if you're, living 30, if you're living 30 minutes from it, you know, I'm thinking we need to become really good buddies. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, part, the, of me, uh, part of me wishes I could fish it too, but I'm not going to be fishing in it, but I it'll bet. be fun. So 
doing my map study on this, I was telling uh, uh, one of the other guys that he's 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 won and had a lot of success, Jeremy Brandis. Um, mm-hmm. JB and I were chatting, and I was like, dude, some of that map study, there's some places, some farms that are dead ends around there, like, you know, way back in the sticks. I'm thinking our trophy might need to be a banjo or something mm-hmm. <laughs> for this because some of those areas look really remote back in there. Yep, it is remote. And some of them pits you can get to, you can only get to by going through another pit. That's going to be wow. one. Of, we're going to we're going to make an exception for the portaging rule on that one just because of that. It's all public land and and right. there are pits. I mean, you'll come to the end of a pit and then like 10 feet, there's a little bit of a levee and then another, then another pit starts. So you just got to like hop over a hump and you're right into a whole new set of water again. So I was just talking with the tournament director of the CKB here in, in Colorado this morning. He and I were chatting, and one of the things we both mentioned, because he's one of those guys that absolutely wants to make this event, and he tells me, um, we were confessing that I'm probably, by this time that this event happens, because that's happening in September, I'm hoping to have my new canoe F10 uh, on hand. I'm, I'm trimming down. I have the Unlimited, which is our big, you know, our flagship. Um, we've got a few of those. Well, one of the things we wanted to do is we're going to get rid of a couple unlimiteds so that we have three total. And one of those, I want them to be a smaller one anyway. Yeah. So I'm probably going to end up, you know, just uh, getting this myself. And so I'm, by that time, I think I'm going to bring that 10 and a half footer to that event for that very purpose so that I can, you know, in and out, you know, no worries. It's not very heavy. And, uh, you know, you can buzz around those because, yeah, it looks like I think there was I, I stopped at about 40 ramps that I marked. I was like, I was like, what, yeah. what's the point, dude? I'm just going to pull up and slide it off to, you know, either the truck or the trailer and we're going. <laughs> yeah. There's fish in all of them. Really? That is, that is some awesome stuff. So that takes us October 5th through the 7th, the big dance uh, for our series. This, the uh, Felsenthal refuge, this one for sure has got gators in it. Yeah, probably yeah. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at that where it's at, and I'm like, dude, if there isn't a gator there, they're going to be there by the time it happens. <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to be the gem of the schedule, too. I, I honestly wow. think that that is going to be a trip of a lifetime to go down there for that one. I, I'm, I'm probably going to take my kayak down there just to play around for fun during while you guys are practicing. Heck yeah. Heck <laughs> it, yeah. It, it just looks amazing. And, and I've had a good relationship with the parks director down there. They've actually have never had a kayak tournament at that location before. So this is, they're all, they're really excited for this too. And I was talking to him on the phone and she goes, you do understand it's going to be a drawdown here. The water is going to be a little bit lower and some of these areas are going to be harder to access because the water's so shallow and the boats are going to be restricted. And I'm like, well, that's good news right there. <laughs> yeah, it is. You just keep all the, Oh man, that's going to be paradise. That, Get your frog, get your top water out and get ready to go. Well, and, and the fact that we won't have any competing traffic, really just other kayakers. That's it. Yep. That's exactly right. They only Dude, allow a, a tournament at a time. She did tell me that on um, Sunday, there's a catfish tournament going on, but I, that's, that's cool. not going to, yeah, no kidding. Other than that, that's it. It's so we, we have the whole place to ourselves and, they also require all tournaments to do a shotgun launch out of this one particular park. And they, the, the director down there, I talked to him and he's going to make an exception for us. And we're going to be the first tournament as well to ever do a roadrunner style launch. So we can launch from any public access, which they're going to make an exception for us, which I was pretty happy about. Wow. 
Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna have to make sure we we do as much uh, from our end, you know. And we were talking about that the other night, Josh, Jordan, and I. That anglers, you know, we have a responsibility. If if there's things about our sport that we love, like the All American um, kayak series, we have a responsible, you know, responsibility. Those of us who want to take it to the highest level possible, to get word out about these awesome places like this, and like what you just said, man, is is that when parks work with anglers and are in our organizations and they appreciate you know what we bring to the communities to the fisheries you know that we're we're leaving no trace when we're there man you know and conservation's a big deal to us we want to take care of these places that we love to go to Mm -hmm. i mean dude that's huge and that becomes our responsibility as anglers to promote the hell out of them out there and really really talk them up to folks for sure i mean you almost don't want to because you want to keep it a secret but (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah well, that helps a lot when when anglers do help spread the word. It helps a lot because, I mean, anybody that knows me, I'm not really much of a social media person. I don't really like being on here much, but got to do what you got to do. So any any help I can get is great. That's awesome, man. Well, and I've told you this many times. We're going to keep doing it from our side as much as we can because I want to see. Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I said this the other night because I told him I'm not a part of any of these. I'm just a, a, a player. You know, I'm a pawn on the on the board out there, but I, I was the first to say that um, when I watched that summit with with uh, KBF uh, Hobie and Bass together there, um, several times I was screaming at my screen. You know, where's Josh? Y'all need to have him in this conversation. You know, because it's they can they can turn their head if they want to right now, but it's coming, and there's no question in my mind. Everybody that fishes the All American that I have come in contact with absolutely has nothing but positive things to say that is i mean i've not heard one and you know i mean josh you and i both know this industry right i mean we got some hens right we got some trolls that cackle you know or keyboard you know warriors whatever not one i mean i've never come across somebody that didn't uh, appreciate or have a good time or enjoy the community you know from it and the competition you know it's like you know, there was some there were some folks I think last year that was that weren't pleased with maybe a couple decisions like maybe the the points at lacrosse or whatever, but whatever uh, that it, it didn't take away from the fact that that was a phenomenal weekend for everybody that went and fished the thing, you know it's like, yeah and and things like that too we make it we try to make adjustments on every year like uh, sure like that deal the extra points that's not going to happen this year the championship will just be worth regular points so you know uh, we make little tweaks to try and keep making it better and better each year which is why we made a few rule adjustments this year to try and you know make it a little bit more competitive but also a little bit more fair and not get too crazy i was really happy to see uh i watched aj talk about the new hobie rules adjustments and yeah yep. he kind of followed suit we kind of got the same path going i like that was happy to see that Absolutely. You know, and that's that's a great segue into this, because right now we are I think we're one of the only that's good that's doing this. But maybe it's it's getting closer. Maybe uh, maybe I didn't see the thing you're talking about with with AJ. But the fact that on some of our lakes, no longer is 12 inch minimum going to be the standard. We're up in the game uh, for this and increasing like a couple of our lakes we're going to. It looks like 14 inch is going to be the minimum. Yeah, uh, we're going to it's going to it's going to be adjusted. Um we wanted to make it, you know, to where it was just like the state law length limit, but that got too complicated. Uh, yeah. You know, different species and, you know, spotted bass are different and some small mouths can have different requirements. So we're just going to make a, a limit across the board for all species. It's going to be 12 inches for most of the tournaments, but some of them will be higher. Yep. 
Well, you know, and there's there is a guy that was when I was talking about this when we were asking about the size limit. Um, actually, it was Josh Deal. Matter of fact, when we were, when he and I were at Pickwick, we were uh, around. We were at the same Airbnb there, and we were around dinner. And we were talking about, you know, 15 inch minimum across there. And uh, one of the points he made about it, he said, to be an advocate against that, though, he goes, keep in mind, you're talking about limits from a boat, right? Um, you can cover a, a whole lot of water in a boat a lot faster, you know. So unless you want half your field or three quarters of your field really having a crappy day on the score chart you know because at the end of the day the high quality if you subscribe to the build dance methodology of, of thinking about quality fish in a lake you know quality fish exist in about 10 percent of the entire body of water mm -hmm. you know that you're looking for on any given day so it's you know with kayaking you know it's it's like the whole adage that you know sometimes you can't really make it your your number one to just hit a limit because in a kayak hitting a limit's a really good day you yeah. know because unfortunately you know if you don't know the waters and you're traveling around you're not as privy to a lot of this information so you got about what i think most guys you know even with my motor i'm i'm you know six miles one way the probably is the most i'm going to probably go you know so 12 total mile you know run or whatever um you know, so you, we just can't cover as much water. We can't run, you know, a lake pattern, in other words, you know, of, of primary points you know, right. type thing, like on, on Ozarks or Table Rock or whatever, when the primary points run. And you got to be a, a, a more accomplished angler and pick apart, find the patterns within the patterns on that stuff. So, well, this, listen, man, I, I for one, um, I'm no expert on any of this area, but I, I have fished a little bit and been around a couple areas. And I, I love the direction that, that this is going up in the ante, you know, with the All-American. And that, that brings me to the final piece here. And I just, um, I just want your opinion on this. So there's been talk, a lot of folks know about, it, a lot of folks have talked about it and everybody's kind of looking at Bass, they're looking at Hobie, they're looking at KBF, maybe looking at Bass and Hobie a little more. And of course, they're gonna look at the All-American about the possibility of an elite series. And by an elite series, what I mean is one that is 600 to a thousand dollar entry you know rules a little bit more stringent on practice on size limits you know uh these type of things do you think our industry's ready for one of those now or do you think it still needs time to kind of grow a little bit further i i, th I think it's coming i don't think it's, we're quite there yet i mean we've been talking about it i mean tyler had a pretty good idea for that last year um, I, I, I would say there's probably about 10 to 20 people that could do it right now, um, with the sponsorships and their abilities that they have. But I would think you'd probably need a good 50 to really make it successful. Um, maybe we're a couple years away from that. And, it, and it's still, you've got the question of who's going to do it. Uh, somebody's going to have to step up and, and create it and make it happen. And, uh, I just don't know who that is. <laughs> right, right, right. Because that becomes, I mean, uh, James and I were talking about that. James Strawbridge, who is the tournament director of the Colorado Kayak Bassmasters, he and I were talking about it. And the, the thing is, you know, that's a full-time job. We're, we're now yeah. we're not talking about something that you can just do on the weekends. Right. Um, and you're going to probably need a couple people full-time job in that. Exactly. You know, there's so much that goes into, you know, trying to put that together. And then the question exists, if, if a new player stepped in and said, hey, we want to do this, 
what do you for two two parts to this question? Let's say a new entity stepped in and said, "Hey, we are the John Doe Elite Series. We'd like to work with you to be, you know, kind of help help hand pick anglers, you know, feed them up and then create a feeder trail up to this." Um, and we want to work with your schedule so that we don't conflict type thing. First part of the question, would you, would the All-American be open to, to talking uh, to somebody about that? Oh, as far as you mean, just talking about it. Uh, I mean, as far as not conflicting schedules. Yeah. 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 Of course. I'm, I'm always, I try to talk to everybody, the other tournament directors about that as much as possible. Um, I, I think if someone were to just pop on the scene, they're going to have to have, something big behind them like a major yeah. company or something to earn the anglers trust because you got to have that too there's a lot of people i see just try to pop up tournaments here and there all over the country and they just they throwing, they're just throwing stuff up on tourney x and think people are going to show up and it doesn't work that way it's the whole spaghetti against the wall trick <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're trying to exactly. see if it sticks <laughs> and then it, it usually never sticks it just falls so uh exactly so, if someone wants to try and come on the scene to do that, they're going to have to have some background, some experience, and probably a very major sponsor behind them. Right. And that's, you know, and like you talk about, it's that angler buy-in at the end of the day, that's the driving factor. I mean, we can talk about what we want to talk about, but the angler buy-in means participation. And with the angler participation comes everything else. Right. I mean, it comes yep. your, your sponsor draw. It comes, you know, the 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 payout piece happens there. And so, yeah, it, it really kind of boils down to that is getting getting butts in boats, man. Yep. <laughs> that's, that seems to be the key on that. Yeah, that's right. Well, listen, man, I can't thank you enough for you taking the time out of your Sunday here to sit with us and chat about this. Um if you haven't heard enough, dude, just from from absolutely everybody that I have come in contact with, thank you so very much for what you do with the All-American every year, for listening to the anglers, taking feedback into consideration, running a tight ship, and giving us a place to go out there and compete against, you know, on amazing waters and against some of the best anglers, in the you know, in the entire nation right there. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I, I think this is going to be a really fun season this year. I think it's probably our best one yet. For sure, for sure. We're uh, the only ones I'm not going to make. I won't be able to make the St. Clair, Manakwa, or the Mississippi River Pools 13, 14. I can't make that one either. But we're hitting uh, um, one, two, wait a minute. Yeah, three and then four. Yep, we're hitting everything else uh, in inside there. We can hit those. I had to make a decision. My wife's birthday is the 8th. For me to truly fish the the Mississippi River pools, I would have had to leave on her birthday. I'm not doing that, man. I like being married too much. She's <laughs> she's like the smartest one, uh, you know, of the two of us. So I got to make sure I'm doing the right thing there. Well, make her birthday present a nice trip to Iowa. <laughs> Take her out to dinner yeah. off the, on the Mississippi River with a nice view. In a kayak. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like I said, I want to I want to remain married, dude. <laughs> so. Just get a nice hotel room and then let the her get to sleep in during tournament day and take her time and you'll be back in the afternoon with some food and stuff. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll let you know how that goes. Right. That works out. Well, again, man, thank you so very much. Folks, go check them out. All American Kayak Series. If you're an angler and you want to take your game to the next level beyond just the local scene, check out the All American Kayak Series. 
you're going to thank me later that you did. Um, and as always, Josh, you let us know what we can do uh, from our side here. I'll talk to you a little bit off air once we get done here, but you let us know what we can do uh, to help promote the series and get the word out about just the cool stuff that goes on. Cause this is easy promotion here when all I have to do is give people the, the details, you know, that's, <laughs> that's all we have to do to, to show right. just how freaking awesome the stuff is. So thank Thanks. you, brother. We appreciate your time. All right. Thank you, man.